When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Austin, Texas, Dr. Phil and Henry Epstein, wait, no, Jeffrey Epstein, I forgot his name, are all topics on today's About Last Night podcast. Let's start the show. Hey, it's Herbert, mm-hmm. and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Adam Ray here, your host. I got my coffee. I got my phone. I got my keys. I got my butt. I got my ears. I'm listening to the sounds and sights of 2024 because we're just a a week in, baby, and it feels good. Subscribe. That feels good to the podcast right there. Hopefully, there's an icon for you to subscribe to. Episodes drop every Monday, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm hitting the road big time. 2024 is stacked up. Um, I mean, just Go to AdamRayComedy.com and see all sorts of tour dates. Pittsburgh, Boston, uh, Seattle, uh, uh, San Diego. uh, 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 Fuck, I don't know, man. We're going a lot of places. Uh, Dallas. Um, And I can't wait. I got uh, a brand new hour and a special that is currently being shopped around that hopefully I'll have an announcement on soon. Um, But just stay up to date by subscribing to the podcast and, of course, my YouTube channel, uh, Adam Ray Comedy, where you can see uh, Dr. Phil Lives, uh, stand-ups. I have best-ofs coming out almost every other week for my weekends on the road. And my documentary, Doug, that just dropped, um, which I uh, can't thank you guys enough for all the feedback. Uh, it's been incredible. Uh, let's let's continue to watch and share and, and get those numbers up so that story uh, can, can get out there and, and make you feel good, make people's lives better. Uh, Doug and Brian... Uh, both called me individually and were ecstatic and just overwhelmed with how uh, well they thought it turned out and seeing their story come to life like that. So that meant a lot. And it means a lot that you guys watch it and share it and uh, and comment on the documentary. Of course, that's on my YouTube channel. Just type in um, Doug, uh, Adam Ray, whatever, and uh, it should pop up. And of course, the Dr. Phil Live shows are all there and, uh, and they're all uh, happening once a month at the Comedy Store here in Los Angeles. The next one is next week, January 17th with special guests Whitney Cummings and Nikki Glazer. That one's going to be bonkers. Get your tickets. There's a handful left. Comedystore.com, January 17th, 8 p.m. Whitney Cummings and Nikki Glazer for Dr. Phil Live. First time on the show. And then February 6th, Bill Burr returns because he uh, had a blast last time and uh, wants to come back and see if Phil can solve some of his anger issues. So Bill Burr will return February 6th. That one is just about sold out. Tickets at Comedystore.com. We are lining up guests for uh, March, April, and May as we speak. Hopefully you guys come out. Speaking of Dr. Phil, I was in Austin, Texas last weekend for New Year's doing uh, Kill Tony at the arenas. The arena, two nights. Bonkers. I know a lot of people live streamed it. There's a lot that's been shared. 
the full episodes will not drop, I think, for a few weeks. But wow. Um, I posted a reaction from uh, one of the nights of the crowd responding to me coming out as Dr. Phil. And it was it was fucking nuts. I have been getting a an increasing bump from all this, right? Which is fun. It's just a fun thing. Another thing to have in the arsenal. Another fun thing to do and be creative with, right? That's, for me at least, in 2024 and halfway through 2023, I go, I cannot be sitting around waiting for things to happen. Um, I feel like I've always been pretty good about being active and creating my own opportunities, but I just got to put my money where my mouth was. I, I have ADD as far as like, you know, notebooks and, and laptops full of ideas and things I want to do. There's not enough time in the day uh, or in life to to create and make all the things I want to. But I was like, let's just try to knock a few things off the list um, each month and uh, got this Phil show going. And it's fun and it's challenging. And even thinking about what to do for this next one with Nikki and Whitney is it's it's all on me. And I got other people to collab with, but it's it's that's what's exciting about it is to kind of anything goes and uh and people that come on the show are down to play um within those lines so that's awesome but um i posted a video of the uh, response and it was just awesome i i'm getting that at shows when i bring it up have you guys seen these dr phil live shows and people fucking go nuts sometimes it's the whole crowd sometimes it's 20 people sometimes it's 10 um but the arena was eight to ten thousand of people going batshit crazy and it was uh it was fucking nuts man and i really appreciate it it's just cool to do something that you have a good time doing and know that it's bringing people a lot of joy um so we'll see where that takes us tony uh just announced they're doing the forum here in los angeles i believe on may 10th and then madison square garden on august 10th so it would be a blast to get to go out and do those i digress um, Austin was incredible. Stayed a couple days to do the mothership, um, which was cool. <laughs> met some cool people too at those shows. Jelly Roll said he was a fan. Uh, met Sugar uh, Sean, um, the UFC fighter. That guy was fucking wild and just what a what a cool dude, man. I mean, and what a what a life, what a different life we lead. You know what I'm saying? I think the last fight I was in was over Xbox Live, telling a. 12-year-old kid to shut his fucking twat or, I don't know. But, you know, this guy's physically fighting for money and for his career. Bonkers. Um, we got pretty drunky. New Year's. I was looking to shut it down by like 2. Ended up going to bed by about 4.30. That's just what happens, man. Austin does not shut down unless you shut it down. You know, you got to shut it down internally. Austin's clicking and ticking. The Mothership shows were amazing. Uh, Shane Gillis, who is one of my favorite comics and, and probably one of yours, it was really cool to get to kick it with him for a bit. That's what's so cool about stand-up is you get to this place to where you're working a good amount and you've done enough and you're around whatever and you're not <laughs> being a piece of shit. And then people, you never know who's watching you and seeing your stuff. But Shane uh, and I uh, met at the um, the arena show for, for Kill Tony and, uh, and it was cool. He was real nice about the Dr. Phil stuff. And then... Got to see me as a comic, too, but that guy's just a beast, man. I mean, he just murders, and people love him. And the Mothership is a great hang. If you haven't been down there in Austin, you got to check it out. It's very special. Rogan crushed it. The vibe is cool. The staff is on point. Everyone's in a good mood. It's just fun, man. Tough to not stay there for a long time, but I did two extra days, did about eight shows over those two days, which is awesome, four, four a night, and then bounced off to do uh, another spot at um, – Sunset Strip, shout out to Red Band, Brian Redband's club, Sunset Strip, did a show called Locals Only, which was 
a killer local showcase that they packed. Uh, shout out to uh, the kid Andrew that uh, that booked me and and all the guys that run that show. Very cool. Um, Austin is they keep it weird, man. They're known for keeping it weird, but it is it is banana city. It's just Sixth Street is is so it's such a shit show, but in a somewhat controlled way. I mean, there's homeless, there's pizza, there's drugs. Oh my! But you somehow like you know know how to navigate around all that, right? There's a drunk girl eating a pizza and she falls into some drugs and then a homeless guy steals her pizza and you, no one's hurt. Does that make sense? It's probably a better way to describe that, but that's what I saw. Austin, um, Austin doesn't, uh, you know, have too much going on aside from 6th Street from my vantage point. So that's like a very important part of what they got going on they got the colleges right there tech there's a tech boom there the drinking there's out of control though i mean man there's just there's guys outside almost like vegas with the strip club flyers there's guys outside trying to lure you into bars left and right and it's tough to say no man peer pressure is real peer pressure is real but um i'm uh taking um sabbaticals here and there i'm not doing dry january i don't know don't uh don't feel like it. I feel like I have my my drinking in a safe space to where, you know, I I'm responsible about how much and when I can have one and be 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 done. I think that's the issue when people got to shut it down. They're just like, I can't say no. I can't say no. I got to drink and drink and drink, and I can't think unless I drink. And when I drink, I think about drinking more. And so I drink, and then I drive my truck into a Wendy's drive-thru, and then it is the season, and then, and then they give me a free frosty and say, don't you bring your car back here. And he's like, well, I was drinking, and I was thinking about drinking, and then also driving and eating. So fucking, you know, can I have some ketchup? So we've all been that guy. So you try to reel it in, learn from your mistakes. Resolutions, let's talk about them. What do we got? What do we got for resolutions? Well, just like I wrote down in 1994, I want to read more. Bing! Let's put it up right there. Read more. Now, does that mean internet articles or books from the Scholastic Book Fair? Shout out. I'd like to um, extend not just my vocabulary, but my opinions. And you got to have facts and uh, be well-read to have, not to have opinions, but to be able to participate appropriately because you could be like Aaron Rodgers who's just like hey Jimmy Kimmel's on the Epstein list and you're like oh is that where do you get that from this is my head cool sounds like a reputable source have you been hitting the head ever nah wait what that whole thing's bonkers <laughs> I don't know Aaron Rodgers is a tricky uh, a tricky thing to to watch there's no, there's no responsibility for athletes to be funny and witty and personable, right? I don't think anyone expects that. To a certain degree, you do because they're making so much money, and I think the fans put a certain level of pressure and expectations on what they do. And we've had a successful run of athletes, whether it be Jordan, uh, fucking, you know, uh, now Travis Kelsey, you know, just thinking about charismatic Tom Brady, uh, Charles Barkley, Peyton Manning, guys that, you know, do on and off the field stuff and are fun to watch and listen to. So to see a guy like Rogers just be so flat and mundane, I mean, 
And that's fine. Again, there's no responsibility for him to be funny. But when he tries to make jokes and then he isn't, and he's probably a fine guy, you know, but I don't know. He just seems fucking weird, for lack of a better word. And and not good weird. I think everyone's weird and everyone should be weird. You know, you hear about those kids in, in, in elementary school and middle school. They're like, I'm so weird. Yeah, good. Embrace that. You know, embrace, no pun intended. And are you saying embrace because I'm wearing braces? I mean, yeah, but also embrace the brace. How'd you know I have a leg brace? I didn't. Well, I do. You got to just celebrate the uh, the ins and outs and the flaws and the uh, strengths of each person. That being said, I feel like Rodgers is a guy that's kind of trying to just stir the pot a little too much. He's injured. He's bored. We've all been bored. Britney Spears made that fucking knife video because she was bored. I've been in Sacramento. I've been, you know, woken up out of a melatonin sleep by some fucking psycho in the room next door being like, Hey! You got any extra pillow smells? And then I wake up and go, fuck. And then I'm discombobulated. And I open my phone. I'm like, I should make a video. But I don't run to the kitchen and grab some fucking cutlery like Brittany did. So Rogers, I feel like, has that going on. He's sitting around waiting to play again. Will he play again? Probably. And that's why he's even like floating these things of like, (laughs) he's almost like a Kardashian where he just likes to stay in the zeitgeist of being talked about. He's like, I might come back and play. They're like, but you had surgery yesterday. He's like, I know, but I might play again, which was insane. I think it was like four months after the surgery, which is like, there was no way that was happening. But he floated that story out there just to stay talked about. So that's a very self-absorbed megalomaniac approach. Keep talking about me. Hey, you miss me? He's on the way out and he wants to stay in the, uh, in the conversation. And I get that. You know, you were, you're a, Phenomenal football player. Only won one Super Bowl. Did he? I think he did. Yeah, I think he won one. Wait. Jess, will you check that for me? Did Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl? I think he's only been to one, maybe. Maybe not even one. No, I think he does have one. So that being said, he's got one. Congrats. That's a big deal. But you should have more for as good as you are. You do your fucking belt thing. You talk your shit. And talk your shit, by the way. Kimmel slapping back, I get as well, because you're making crazy accusations about him and his family. You got to be able to take it if you dish it. That being said, and again, that's my opinion. This is all subjective, but those weren't even jokes really from Rodgers. He was just like, you know, and and again, not that athletes have to have crafted, well-structured bits, but there's certain things where you're like, where's, where's the joke? Kimmel's jokes on the show about Rodgers are, it's, there's like a, there's a beginning, middle, and end to it, and it's a it's not just a personal stickum, but I don't know. People be peopling. You're gonna hear me say that a lot on stage in 2024. That's a sentiment and a slogan and a phrase that I am standing by. People be peopling. People be peopling. And what does that mean? Well, that means I don't know what that means. People. Don't be surprised when someone does something out of character or fucking weird or says something racist or puts their foot in their mouth or puts their mouth on their foot or tries to suck their own dick in the back of a Barnes & Noble. It's tough to be a human being. It's tough. Historically, we've not mastered the art of being a person. I think that's why aliens are taking their sweet-ass time coming down. 
because they're looking at these shows. They're like, dude, my 600-pound life, my 2,000-pound sister, <laughs> I mean, how much for a coffee? They're just like, we will, we, will, we will take our time. We will we will go to Canada instead where healthcare is free and Putin is hot. I don't know how they sound, but I think that we just are still trying to figure things out together. Together, but more apart, let's be honest. But I don't know. There's a handful of things that bring people together. Sports. Um, when this comes out, I will be at the national championship game tonight. Uh, in Houston for the Michigan versus University of Washington National Championship football game. I went to USC. Pete Carroll was there when I was there. Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, Lindell White, Carson Palmer for one year. An insane time to be alive, an insane time to be at USC. But I got into college football when I was in middle school and high school, and University of Washington in Seattle had a killer program. Even when I was a kid in the early 90s, they were bonkers. They had a running back named Napoleon Kaufman, and we had Matt Tuiasasopo in 2001, and we had Brock Heward and Damon Heward. And it was a, a cool introduction to football for me. And also college felt you know, closer when I, when I played in middle school and high school. College football was the closer um, you know, world. So... Um, I'm at the game right now, I guess, as you're watching or listening to this. Cannot wait to go. But games like that bring people together. They also tear people apart. I'll be honest. I go down a lot of YouTube rabbit holes of uh, people fighting at sporting events. I don't know what that says about me. I don't like it, but it's just bonkers to me. I guess it's the real life caught on cam. And I've also been that, that fan at a game where someone's talked too much shit, and I'm like, oh, God, what I wouldn't give to push them onto the field and punch them in their butt right now. But you don't. But you don't. Because you shouldn't. But people do. And people fight. And people fucking... Some of these videos, you'll see a woman just straight up punch. And then a guy will punch her. And then she'll fall back. And then somebody will catch her and use her head to smack it into the guy. And then somebody will fly out of nowhere. And they're all always titled like, guy flies out of nowhere to grab woman's head to use as, as battering ram on guy's head. And you're like, click. And then she's, you know, some guy flies over and then grabs her head and goes, sorry, Cynthia, kaboom. And then, and then everyone's screaming, but everyone's videotaping. We have gotten very good as a species of being like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Instead of, whoa, did, what, are you okay? We're like, oh, you better not be okay, dude, because this is going on my tickety talk. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Dude, dude, okay, get it from that side, and we'll splice it together for a fun edit. Oh, shit. Oh, he's bleeding. He's bleeding. Oh, oh, that's his spleen. He ate his fucking spleen. He's fucking, oh, they're, oh, they're fucking now. It's always, uh, it's always a good time to watch a live fight if people don't get too hurt. You never want to see someone die. or That's what sucks when you get see someone get punched, and they hit the ground, and they just the lights go out. But um, that's a YouTube rabbit hole I can't get enough of. <laughs> and why I got onto that is is somebody sent me a link to like a high school basketball game fight between dads. Dad stand fights. Don't I'm not going to be one of those dads. If and when I have kids, can't be one of those dads. You got to keep a safe distance. You, that's why even coaching, I have a lot of buddies that coach their kids' teams. And that feels like just a problem waiting to happen. Because 
A, you're dealing with coach's son stuff. What if your kid sucks? Nobody thinks their kid sucks. Nobody. As well, you shouldn't. When Joe Biden fell off the bike, Joe was like, well, it, th- what was wrong with the bike? And that's, you know, <laughs> that's the right attitude. You want to have your fans back. That being said, you know, I think there uh, are just more troublesome moments right around the bend if you're a sports fan, which most people that coach children's sports are. (laughs) There's probably people that are betting on their kids' games, which, by the way, did a little bit of sports betting a few weeks ago and uh, won some money, and it felt good. (sighs) I've maybe made three sports bets in my life because I just – I don't like to – I'm already an impulse buyer to a certain extent on fun shit, trips for the fam, flight upgrades, candles, <laughs> the bare necessities. But, um, man, seeing some of the opportunities to win some quick cash, I get it. I get why you gamble. Hey, gamblers, I get it. It's fun. And to know that you could have X amount of cash like that, is scrum diddly umptious, man, to quote Wonka. Watch the new Wonka with Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet? Chalamet. Chalamet. He was good. The music was pretty good. They did a nice homage to uh, Come with me and you'll be in a world of human peace. It's a water park filled with fudge and some fatties. If you want to view stretch marks, simply look around and do it. Everyone inside has diabetes. They're so fat, they've got to get a Bowflex. So Chalamet was good as Wonka. It was young Wonka. It was pre-Wonka. And uh, it was fantasy-esque, right? Shot in London. Looked like it was London. Keegan-Michael Key was funny. A couple other actors in there that I can't remember their names, but uh, the woman that ran the orphanage was funny. Um, Just classic, like, Hey, Willy Wonka. You're paying $40,000 to sleep in the bed. And if they're going to use the toilet, that's another 44 days. She's like Fire Marshal Bill from In Living Color. Let me show you something. Willy Wonka, it's going to cost you 50 grand to sleep on the floor. And another 40 grand to take a shit. Good movie. I'd give it uh, I'd give it 6 out of 10 golden tickets. I made a video a long time ago with my buddy Jeff where uh, when the Johnny Depp Wonka came out and it was me with the Wonka music of in the original when Charlie saw the golden ticket, uh, sorry, the quarter in the drain. And then he, he took it into the uh, store and got the chocolate bar. And, and he was like, uh, I don't know what to get. And then the guy was like, well, what do you want? And he's like, uh, I don't, I only have a dollar. He's like, a dollar? I ain't going to get you much. And he's like, I'll take a piece of bubble gum. He's like, bubble gum? What are you, fucking poor? I'm like, yeah, my family drinks a bucket of hot water for dinner every night. <laughs> it's funny because my last name's Bucket. <laughs> and the guy's like, that is funny. Do your grandparents all sleep in the same bed? They do. How'd you know? Because I watch I watch these guys sleep. I'm a pervert. But I run a candy store. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in a while. 
<laughs> but but Charlie uh, goes, well, I don't have much money. And the guy goes, you know what? Just take a Wonka ball. Take a classic, good old-fashioned chocolate Wonka ball. And then Charlie walks outside and opens it up, and that's when he sees a little bit of the gold ticket. And the music is perfect for that moment. I wish I could remember who wrote the uh, soundtrack and, and who, who uh, composed it. And Charlie opens it and goes, and then holds it up, and he's like, fucking, yeah! So I did a video of me doing that, but opening the chocolate bar and then having no golden ticket, and then just going, fuck! But you bleeped it. Quick funny idea. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, guys, 2024 is here. <laughs> it came a little too quick. That's what she said. But it's here, and we're all trying to keep the same things about ourselves, but change and crush it harder, right, as the kids say. Be the best you you can. Well, if you're trying to do that and you're obsessed with getting that best version of me out into the world, well, maybe you need to start investing in yourself and, and thinking about the things that people talk about you behind your back and go, well, maybe I should figure out what that is and why I'm like that. I digress. Therapy helps you find out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and really just uh, who you are and, and, and where you're headed. BetterHelp is here to help you out with that. BetterHelp. So I'll tell you this. I've been using BetterHelp. Um, I found some uh, some of these sessions to be insanely valuable. Uh, they matched me up with a licensed therapist and and um, and really uh, helped me open up and, and see life through a different set of goggles. And I think we all could use that. Um, really, it's a, been a massive um, upgrade. Uh, learning about um, dealing with family stuff and setting boundaries with certain relationships, cutting people out of my life that I don't need. But I'm a people pleaser, so I'm trying to find that balance uh, at all uh, corners and turns and walks of life. BetterHelp is, uh, is here for you, and they're entirely online, and they're designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, your schedule. Hey, you, the guy in the hat. Yeah, man, you. All you do is uh, fill out a brief questionnaire. Okay, and they match you with a licensed therapist. And um, if you don't like it, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's that's sweet, that's considerate, and that's the way it should be. If you don't like who you're with, you call them up, you email them, and they switch you to somebody uh, that you're more uh, uh, batting uh, a thousand with. You've, you've made progress this year. Celebrate that, okay? Do it right now. Visit betterhelp.com slash night right now and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash about last night and start investing in you because you say it with me deserve it okay speaking of quick funny ideas wow autocorrect can someone figure it out it's still a problem we're what 20 plus years into the iphone and autocorrect autocorrect is a is a big problem i was messaging back Look, I've been getting a lot of uh, nice messages from uh, from you guys about this Dr. Phil shit, and I, again, I really appreciate it. And I got this message from uh, from a gal in Russia, and she goes, just want to say thank you for your energy and all the laughs. I'm from Russia, and I want you to know that you're able to light up the day of one person a thousand kilometers away. The beginning of the new year was very hectic for me, but watching your appearances, interviews, shows, stand-up, and Kill Tony moments have really helped me out. Wishing you a great comedic year. Keep being this funny, man. You are. Thank you. And I always, I I pride myself in getting back. I message, there might be a few here and there that slip through the cracks, but I message back everyone. And I try to do it in the moment because you don't want to be like too quick and message back right away. But I just, if I don't, I forget. 
And sometimes they stack up and sometimes they don't. And you just, it's just good to be, take care of it in the moment, right? So I messaged back, this is so sweet. Thank you so much. And autocorrect for a moment said, thank you, you witch. And it almost sent. And I think you can pull it back and take it away. But imagine if I was just like, thanks a lot, you fucking witch. <laughs> That's autocorrect at its finest, man. Autocorrect is, I, I mean, that was one of my first jokes about, you know, cooking up baby back ribs and then it's saying baby black kids. Um, oh, this is fun. January 14th on my YouTube, another special thing is dropping. I'm trying to keep the content train moving in 2024, whether it's my best ofs from the road with stand-up um, or, uh, or just other passion projects. There's a movie I might try to do and just throw it on my YouTube channel. Investing in myself in 2024 is the move. And my buddy Joy McIntyre of the New Kids on the Block, we'll put a picture of him right there, is uh, is not only one of my uh, uh, best buds, he's um, a, a fucking pop star and a, and a teen heartthrob, and and he's um, about to go on tour again with the uh, New Kids on the Block, which is insane that they're still doing it and still crushing it and the fans still coming out and supporting them and it's awesome and joey last year uh when he turned 50 he did carnegie hall right carnegie hall is an epic iconic venue it's it's up there with the gorge and red rocks and radio city music hall it's iconic and joey sold it out in like four seconds and i went out there i was going to go to the show anyway because i was like this is a monumentous event i want to see it live and then he had me do some stand-up up top his kids brought me out and then I uh, did some stand-up, and it was awesome, man. And then I got to watch the show, and it was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, he had family members there, and he, he worked for months and months creating this live show. And I kept telling him, you are a showman. He was a true entertainer on this night. And he's been doing a bunch of solo shows since because I think he got the bug for it. It's a tough thing, man. You're known as being one of five for so long. And he broke off and really got his... His, uh, his flowers on, on doing a full top-to-bottom Joe show. And uh, solo stuff with just himself, acapella, st uh, uh, acapella stuff. Uh, his sister came out and did a, a duet with him. Uh, Shoshana Bean, a, a famous Broadway actress. Debbie Gibson. And then the new kids came out at the end and did a whole thing. And um, he did a song with his, uh, with his son uh, Griffin, who's a talented up-and-comer. Dedicated a song to his sweet wife Barrett. It was awesome. Tugged at the heartstrings, and Joe's up there the whole time. Did a few quick changes here and there, um, but up there for almost three hours, and just murdered, and was funny and likable, and just that's why I said showman. Like it, I wasn't around for those Sinatra, Dean Martin days, but it was very that, and uh, an impressive and fun, and one of the best shows I've ever been to. And uh, I told him the next day, I said, "Man, what are you doing to kind of like time capsule this?" He did a few People Magazine interviews, and I was like, "Is that it?" He's like, yeah, bud. I go, when we get back to LA, sit down with me. We're going to kind of podcast, just rehash it while it's fresh in your mind and my mind. And um, and just go through the whole experience top to bottom, before, during, after. And we did, and it was an amazing chat. Funny, real emotional, inspiring. And, um, you know, as you can see with my uh, documentary, Doug, check it out. Streaming now on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and check it out. Only 45 minutes, by the way. Keeps you keeps you uh, hungry. Doesn't fill you up. It fills you up, but it's. I think that's an appropriate length. So Joe was kind enough to sit down with me and and really 
capture how he was feeling right after. That was important to me for some reason. Just to have really for him. And yeah, throw up as a podcast episode, but but really uh really make sure that he could have something to go back on. It's such a big deal. And um and the story of that for him I thought was really cool. Cause we really got into leading up to that, man. And it's it's uh nothing to 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 not be um recognized. There was a better way to phrase that. It was it was something that I thought was uh worthy of of rehashing and and uh and just going through the the grind of getting there and how how insanely cool it is to play a venue like that 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 not many get to do so that's coming out january 14th on my youtube and uh and we're doing a special uh screening of it for family and friends at the gary marshall theater uh, on january 14th which is going to be a blast we're going to screen it because basically Joe supplied us with so many pictures and videos from that night to really paint the picture. So it feels like a really special 90 minute mini doc type thing. Right. Uh, just a, a special that honestly should be on Netflix, but uh, we'll throw it up on my YouTube and uh, and spread the word that way. Joe, it was uh, important to him that it was accessible to the fans and, and ready to to be uh, consumed right away. So uh, we have a trailer for that and I'm going to show it to you guys right now so you can get excited. January 14th. Um, Joey McIntyre at Carnegie Hall, the uh, the doc. It drops January 14th. Here's a trailer. Me and the new kids, we've been able to play Madison Square Garden, Radio City Music Hall. There was really only one left. I'm sitting here with Joey McIntyre, fresh off a solo night at Carnegie Hall. Now I get to be backstage to see the moments prior. There's a lot of work that goes into it. When it's time to go and you walk out like you did to kick it off, it's magic. I'm sure in the back yeah. of their head, your fans are like, you guys got to be here. Well, Make they it. missed their cue. I'm like, get out here already. <laughs> I sing this song with my son. It was great. Overwhelming to say the least. I couldn't ask for anything these fans have been with me since I was 12. People that have truly been in your life from the get-go, relationships, yeah, yeah. Life. life. We'll be back. <laughs> Beautiful, right? It really is. It really is. Joe's a sweetheart, and he works so fucking hard, and he's such a good dude. And good things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people, too, I think. I think we got to remember that. Because O.J. Simpson is is still like just he gets to go to Costco and play golf and nobody really bothers him, I don't think. A buddy of mine did tell me he played golf with O.J. over the holidays, and I was like, was it tough to hold back from saying things like, wow, nice drive, O.J., really got a lot of slice on the... <laughs> Sorry, man, I mean, I mean, you really fucking murdered that ball. <laughs> Hey, man, um, I know that uh, you're into memorabilia. Do <laughs> you got any pointers? I'd, I'd love to take a stab at that. Uh, he said no. <laughs> he said no. He did say um, how nice he was. I was like, yeah, dude, he got away with murder. Allegedly. Who knows? Who fucking knows? I'll tell you who knows. Bo knows. Bo knows baseball. Remember that? Bo Jackson. Bo knows. What a cool. That's how you gotta, how you gotta do it. You gotta brand yourself. You gotta make sure that when you're becoming a figure, 
that people want to get behind. You need your catchphrases, your slogans. That's why this Dr. Phil shit's popping off. We'll be right back. I should have taken video. This one night outside the mothership, these four um, Latino dudes were going nuts. Guys, when they're enthusiastic, are the best communicators of enthusiasm. And maybe like 12-year-old girls when they go to like a Bieber or an NSYNC concert, right? Or I guess now it'd be Henry Styles or the fucking Wiggles or, I don't know, Joe Jonas. So these guys go, holy shit. One goes, I think that's Adam Ray. And I, and then this is what the staff was telling me. And then I walked out and the, the guy who said that, his buddies were like, no, it's not. He's not here. Why would he be here? They didn't know. And then I walk out and they all went fucking bananas. And I told my wife, I go, I almost felt like it was I was on a hidden camera show. And then I felt like uncomfortable because they were so pumped. And again, I've gotten a, the a ovation at the arena, people at shows, very cool, an appropriate amount, like just, but these guys were losing their fucking minds. And it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. But then again, I, and I, and they were, they were drunk, but they were like coherent and like, like they weren't falling all over me or whatever. They just, a lot of high fives for sure. That's what happens when drunk guys get, get drunk. Just, I mean, shit, I was at In-N-Out last night with Amir K and Bobby Lee. After we uh, did spots at the comedy store, went to In and Out on Sunset, and Bobby got harassed. And there's three people that were drunk and fully on Xanax. This girl's like, "Holy shit, are you Bo- are you David Cho?" And he goes, "No." And she goes, "Who are you?" And the guy was like, "That's Bobby Lee, yo, it's Bobby Lee." And she goes, "Oh, Bobby Cho." And we all just start laughing. We go, "No, no, no, Bobby Lee." She goes, "David Bobby Cho." Well, now you're just combining all the names that you said. And I go, what are you on right now? She goes, Xanax. And they all go, Zanny's baby, Zanny baby. I go, Zanny baby's nice. And they were having a Zanny party and we're fucked up. And so they're getting some burgers and fries. And the girl hugged and high-fived Bobby. He goes, no, no, I counted 13 times. <laughs> 13 times. She hugged Bobby 13 times in a row. Like hug, pull back, hug, pull back 13 times. Finally, they sat down. And then people started taking pictures. And Bobby's like, I don't know. I feel bad. I got to do it, right? And we go, yeah. It's also your nature to do it. And he's like, I just remember so vividly, Bobby said this, which is why I love him. He goes, of when things weren't going well. And I, I, I don't want to go back to that. I go, yeah, it's also, you're a nice guy and it's so quick and easy. And he goes, I just, uh, he goes to not do it, then it's a thing. And I go, yeah, it's so easy to quickly do it. But we are, you are mid-bite. So at one point he almost choked on his burger because he was trying to quickly swallow to take a picture. But I go, dude, if you say no with, with a burger in your mouth like this, Someone else is going to get a shot of that and then blast it out and be like, Bobby Lee, mid-burger bite, denies photo with fan who was dying of fucking butt cancer and, and lip and lip sores and herpes AIDS. Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee is a bad guy. You don't want that. So, uh, so I guess my point is people be peopling. People be peopling. 2024 is off and running. Um... It's it's exciting. The start of a new year is good. I think it's always like, so I think some people go in being like, I have a true chance to hit the reset button. And others are kind of like, let's just get a continuation. But I think there's value in both, you know? But I definitely am, active, am actively for the first time in a while trying to take a step back and go, I want to, uh, you know, creatively, but more personally this year. I'm 41 and... uh Feeling good, jamming along. Every year I just try to stack the chips. I think I've said this multiple times in the pod. I try to get better in all facets of life. Better with my fam, better with this. I I, I struggle too at spreading myself thin sometimes. And even with the pod, I'm I'm 
definitely leaning a little bit more into this and solo episodes. And you guys tell me, man, comment below if this is okay, if you're if you're jamming with this or you want to see guests come back through. But the Dr. Phil stuff right now is kind of fulfilling that for me. And, and not that I'm not interested in doing that, but I've just done 700-plus episodes. So I'm trying to challenge myself to kind of, uh, you know, shoot from the hip um, solo a bit more and, um, and just open it up and open myself up. Uh, we might take some calls. We might take some some voice notes and emails and stuff like that. Everybody does that, though. The amount of pods I've been on where they're like, we're going to take some fan fan questions. But guess what? That's a, a, you know, definitely assist the episode and the conversation because <laughs> people be peopling, and there's a lot of crazy shit out there, and everyone's dealing with their own version of it. Everyone's got the – my mom said this once after she told me, when I was at the free throw line in high school during a playoff game, just have fun during a fucking sold out, quiet basketball gym. Everyone laughs. And then she tells me afterwards or before the game, remember what Michael ja- Michael Jackson, she's called Michael Jackson. Remember what Michael Jackson said, bend over and spread your cheeks. No, she goes, remember what Michael Jordan said? Fuck it. Let's just have fun. I go, I don't think that's, I don't think Jordan said that mom, but I understand the message. So she screams, let's have fun. But she told me one time we were talking about family stuff and, she goes, everyone's got their own version of bullshit. And I go, whoa. Everyone's got their own flavor. Maybe that was it. And it just, it, it resonated for some reason because it was like her way of being like, you never know what someone's going through. Give benefit of the doubt when you can. Extend an olive branch or a tree branch or a, a Michelle branch. And, <laughs> and, you know, and just try to see life through a different set of goggles. A lot of guys have guy goggles on, so they're just, Full stream ahead. Just pee comes out of my dick. Maybe it comes out of your butt, man. Look at life from a different vantage point. And be good to yourself. And take care of yourself. Because, man, I have had, and I thought about this the other day, probably close to a, I've, I think I know over 100 people that have died in the past 10 years. Like, all enough to affect me, some closer than others. But, man, and a lot of them were younger than me. And that's, that sucks. So don't sweat the small stuff. Problems are problems, okay? I'm not saying don't, uh, don't uh, try to brush aside your concerns or your stresses. But, man, just taking a deep breath sometimes and trying to really go, is it worth it to have this fight or to be irked by this guy in the plane that, says I'm punching the back of the seat trying to access Enchanted 2 and I'm getting, you know, this really happened by the way. I'm doing this and the guy goes, hey man, come on. And I was like, hey, I'll fight you in the bathroom or I'll kiss you, whatever you want, but you're overreacting. I took a deep breath, you know, just, you minimize the, uh, the distraction. Comedy has saved my life. It's given me a life. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. First episode of 2024 in the books. We'll be back every Monday. Um, I know I said solo. Uh, Adam is uh, is the move here from from here on out, but I do have uh, quite a few fun guests lined up and a lot of fun surprises uh, waiting to announce. The special being one of them, crazy Dr. Phil live guests, and um, and a few other passion projects that uh, I will be investing in to uh, to create and have fun because that's what it's all about. You got to have fun. If you're not having fun. At some point in the day, go back to bed. Who said that? Mitch McConnell. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, See 
you out on the road. AdamRayComedy.com for all the tour dates. Uh, I'm doing some shows with Burt Kreischer in March. Um, and, uh, and I'm going on the Impractical Jokers cruise at the end of January. So I can't wait. We go from Miami to the Bahamas end of January. That should be a blasty blast. So come out and see us on the cruise if you're there. Um, doing a couple shows with the Jokers next Friday and Saturday in uh, Northern California. I think Highland, California. And then Vegas. Um, and then, of course, January 14th, the uh, Joy McIntyre documentary drops on my YouTube. Check all that out. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Adam Ray Comedy. Uh, Dr. Phil shirts. Oh, shit. Hoodies and shirts. Check them out. Live. AdamRayComedy.com. Get them. They're flying fast. And, uh, and I'll see you guys out there. All right. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the night. <laughs> Keep things right. Bye, guys.